I've heard it said you steer where you stare. We are bombarded daily with voices vying for our attention. And if we fill our days and minds with Netflix and social media feeds, we can get off track pretty quick. That's why I developed a 30-day music challenge. Listen to Christian music exclusively for 30 days. The challenge is free, and I'll be right there with you every step of the way. Head over to michellenizette.com forward slash 30-day challenge to sign up. Change your music, change your life. You're listening to More Than a Song, episode 195. And welcome to this episode of More Than a Song. My name is Michelle Nizat, and this is the podcast dedicated to helping you discover the truth of Scripture hidden in today's popular Christian music. My goal is to teach you to connect portions of God's Word with the songs you're singing along with on the radio, to help you meditate on truths that will transform your way of thinking and ultimately your life. We are continuing our month of hymns on the podcast, and this week I'm going to share my papa's favorite hymn. I have fond memories of one specific road trip to Idaho City where I drove, and he just asked me to sing song after song and hymn after hymn, and his favorite hymn was How Great Thou Art, and I chose a performance by Carrie Underwood to highlight this week. The girls got pipes, that's for sure. In fact, let's listen. Love this hymn too, and of course, like with any music, when you um, when there are sweet memories attached to it, it will cause you to love it more. And of course, I have sweet memories of my grandfather. There's one word in the hymn that jumped out at me in the lyrics that I could not shake all week, and that word is wonder. When I in awesome wonder, reverent amazement. Uh, awe-inspired admiration. Do we marvel at God, or, or I guess more pointedly, do more importantly, do I? And the version that Carrie Underwood sings includes verses 1, 3, and 4 of the hymn written by Stuart Hind, Hine, H-I-N-E, and he was a missionary to Poland in the early 1900s. Um, I will link to the online resource that I use just to get some background on the hymn. It's hymntime.com. And I discovered that the first three verses were inspired line upon line amidst some unforgettable experiences that Mr. Hine had in the Carpathian Mountains. And uh, he was preaching, and a uh, sympathetic listener uh, in the group was a local village schoolmaster. And when a storm gathered, he was invited to go and uh, weather the storm with this schoolmaster. 
and awe-inspiring was the mighty thunder that echoed through the mountains. It was, um, of course, that first impression that was to bring about the birth of the first verse. And then pushing on through the mountains, Hine crossed the mountain frontier into Romania and other places, and he wandered through the woods and forest glades, and he heard the birds sing sweetly in the trees. And so the second verse came into being. Now, you don't hear the second verse in Carrie Underwood's version or rendition, but it says, it sings, When through the woods and forest glades I wander and hear the birds sing sweetly in the trees, when I look down from lofty mountain grandeur and see the brook and feel the gentle breeze. I am a mountain lover myself. I've expressed that before. And these first two verses really resonate with my own soul. And especially in this season of my life, when I look up and realize that I don't wonder or wander very much. I mean, I've had moments of it this past year, uh, a couple of amazing vacations. We've had moments of wandering through forest glades and looking down from uh, lofty mountain vistas. But even in that, did I allow myself to truly wonder or at least wonder to the depths of my soul? And I was speaking uh, with a colleague of mine this week about the mountains. He is a the sponsor for a really cool organization that we have at school called The Rangers. And it's an outdoor wilderness expedition and survival group. And he has gone as a student um, to Colorado. And then now he is an alumnus at, for, of our school and works at our school and is the sponsor. And now he takes student groups on expeditions. And we were talking about wonder this week. And he said he'll never forget the time when he was standing on a peak in Colorado, looking at the expanse below him and the mountain ranges in the distance and the valleys below and the rock formations and the trees and the streams and the vegetation that the animals they encountered along the way. And it all, it all dawned on him. God spoke all of this into existence. It's kind of funny because our hymn actually says the worlds thy hands have made, but that's not scripturally sound. Genesis 1 tells us that God did not form the world with his hands. He created it with a word. Wow, I loved that. And then when I was discussing this idea of wonder with my husband, he reminded me of an experience that we had in Alaska this summer. We went for a hike on a glacier, a real live, moving, melting glacier, and our friend Jen pointed out that the ice melting beneath our feet has not been in liquid form since the flood. Wow. And another another amazing thought, another time when I could stop and wonder. So how do I develop a sense of wonder? Well, I read a blog recently of a gentleman who was intentionally slowing down to wonder. He walked around a small mountain pond very slowly. In fact, he took the journey one step for every minute. And he actually, you know, looked at his watch to do it. And he turned this short walk into a three-hour meditation. And he writes, I saw flowers so small, I would never have even seen them on an ordinary walk. The peculiar geometries of rotting wood, the melting and dripping of leftover snow, Birds and thoughts flitting by at what, from my glacial pace, seemed like supersonic speed. 
And David, in Psalm 145, he sings a similar song. He says, I will meditate on your majestic, glorious splendor and your wonderful miracles. Your awe-inspiring deeds will be on every tongue. I will proclaim your great greatness. Everyone will share the story of your wonderful goodness. They will sing with joy about your righteousness. Now, because just like our song, when we slow down to consider the greatness of God, Our mouth can't help but praise. Our soul can't help but sing. In fact, let's let our song launch us into Psalm 145, and then let's let God's word change the way we think, the way we act, the way we respond, and ultimately change our very lives. And as we begin to dive into Psalm 145 this week, I want to suggest a few Bible interaction tool exercises. I call these bites and all of that, all these help me keep my time in God's word varied and intentional. And the first is my favorite. It is to read in context. And in the Psalms, this means just read the whole thing. You know, I was tempted this week to focus in on the idea of wonder. And I was actually tempted to just stay in a couple of verses. And I may have missed the additional truths that God wanted to reveal to me by By staying in those verses, when I read the entire psalm, it actually deepened my understanding and my sense of wonder. The next bite is found, uh, I've used it before, it's called slow down. Very appropriate um, since I want to develop this sense of wonder and part of that is slowing down. And so as soon as I suggest that I need to uh, add more verses to my study this week, I'm going to suggest that you slow down and stay a while And so we are always so tempted, I think, or at least I am, and so I'm hoping somebody out there can say me too, to move on to the next article, the next blog post, the next social media post, even the next psalm sometimes. I mean, that we miss the gems right in front of us. And trust me, (laughs) developing a sense of wonder is directly tied to this bite. Slow down. All right, the next bite is linked to slowing down, and that is to meditate. And I'm not talking about sitting cross-legged and humming in a low monotone sound. I am talking about thinking deeply about something, pondering it, rolling it around in your mind. We can better meditate on something when we decelerate and digest it slowly. And then finally, I used one of my favorite uh, online tools to follow some cross references to help me meditate on the truths that I discovered in this psalm. And I'll unpack that in a minute. So are you ready? All right, let's dive in. Verses one through three, I will exalt you, my God and King, and praise your name forever and ever. I will praise you every day. Yes, I will praise you forever. Great is the Lord. He is most worthy of praise. No one can measure his greatness. I tell you what, I don't do this enough. I don't declare to God that I will exalt him. You know, I try to exalt him through song and prayer each day. But for some reason, as I read this this week, I just felt like I need to be more bold. Like there was a sense of boldness in David's uh, exaltation of God. And I long to boldly declare his greatness and my lifting his greatness up every day forever. And then there's this phrase, no one can measure his greatness. Now, when you look up um, a verse in BibleHub.com, that's one of my favorite online tools, if it is a single verse and you choose the parallel option in BibleHub, 
you will see that verse in a variety of translations, okay? Right there in the middle of the screen. That, by the way, that's another bite is to look at something in multiple translations. But this week, I'm more interested in the right-hand column because in the right-hand column, and I'm on my computer or my tablet here. I don't know how it'll look on your phone if you're looking on your phone. But there's a section titled Cross-References. And these are live links, so you can actually click on the cross-reference and then read them in context too. But even without doing that today, look what I discovered. So Romans chapter 11, verses 30, verse 33. Oh, the depth of the riches of the wisdom and knowledge of God. How unsearchable his judgments and untraceable his ways. Now I'm looking, because I want to take this verse 3, I'm, I'm looking at this idea of no one can measure his greatness. And I tell you what, if I'm trying to measure God's greatness, I discover he is immeasurable. His wisdom and knowledge are rich and deep, so deep that we can't get to the bottom of them. His judgments are unsearchable and his ways are untraceable. May I add how amazing that an immeasurable, deep, unsearchable, and untraceable God has chosen to reveal himself to us. Just meditate on that. If that doesn't increase your sense of wonder, I don't know what will. And then there's this verse in the list of cross-references in Job chapter 5, verse 9, who does great and unsearchable things. He's talking about God. Wonders without number. Ah, there's our word, wonder. Wonders without number. So if we start to make a list of the wonders of God, we will never come to the end of them. Our wonder will only grow. With God, there's always more, always more wonderful details to discover. If we stay in Job, chapter 11, verse 7, says, Can you discover the depths of God? Can you discover the limits of the Almighty? He is limitless. The wonders of God are without number because He is limitless. He is great and most worthy of praise. So let's jump back to Psalm 145, verses 4 through 7, come up next. Let each generation tell its children of your mighty acts. Let them proclaim your power. I will meditate on your majestic, glorious splendor and your wonderful miracles. Your awe-inspiring deeds will be on every tongue. I will, I will proclaim your greatness. Everyone will share the story of your wonderful goodness. They will sing with joy about your righteousness. Now, verse four is not just for parents, you know, where it says, let each generation tell its children of your mighty acts. There's always a generation that comes after you. It's our responsibility to tell the children of the next generation of God's mighty acts and to proclaim his power. And so I'm, I need to stop there for a minute and ask myself, how am I doing that? I'm a mom. And so I need to start with my own children. That's my responsibility. And as a member of a faith community, those kiddos belong to us as well. And if you're not a parent, do you find yourself delegating the tasks of telling the next generation to other people? I think sometimes we see broad words like generation, and we can sometimes assume that someone else in our generation will take on that task. So that, that made me pause this week. It might, might you as well. Then there comes our focus verse, our inspiration for taking on the psalm in the first place. I will meditate on your majestic, glorious splendor and your wonderful miracles your awe-inspiring deeds will be on every tongue. I will proclaim your greatness. Everyone will share the story of your wonderful goodness. They will sing with joy about your righteousness. I will meditate. There's our uh, bite, by the way. There's our Bible interaction tool exercise. We find it here in Scripture. I will meditate on your majestic, glorious splendor and your wonderful miracles. Here's where being intentional about developing that sense of wonder comes in. 
So the first step, I think, is to turn on your noticer. (laughs) Did you notice the hot pink azalea bloom on the edge of the paved coffee shop patio? Did you notice the belly laughs of friends gathered together? Did you notice the shades of orange and pink as the sun set on the edge of the golf course with the black silhouette of ducks gliding into the water? Traps for golfers, by the way, but a calm oasis for ducks. Did you notice the heavenly scent of the pumpkin pie latte? Did you slow down enough to even notice how delicious it is? Did you notice the miracle of God's answer to prayers for the complete healing of a friend's child with a severe infection? Did you notice the tears in the eyes of a sinner saved by grace who would never have been sorrowful over her sin before her complete surrender to Christ? These are obviously mine. Just a minute or two of cataloging God's majestic, glorious splendor and his wonderful miracles. I asked my girls this week, what gives them a sense of wonder? Try that. Try that with a friend or a child in your circle. They came up with butterflies, especially the ones that look like eyes on one side but have glorious colors on the other side. Sunsets, mountains, waves in the ocean, snowflakes. Then meditate. Stop and think about these things. Stop and think about the things that you've noticed. Allow your meditations to develop in you a sense of wonder. Then allow that wonder to lead you to praise and sharing your thoughts of wonder with the next generation and with others, sharing the story of his wonderful goodness. In fact, that's another bite. You share your thoughts with others. It will give you an opportunity to rejoice together and it will solidify your wonder. Let's keep going. Verses 8 through 13 go like this. The Lord is merciful and compassionate, slow to get angry and filled with unfailing love. The Lord is good to everyone. He showers compassion on all his creation. All of your works will thank you, Lord, and your faithful followers will praise you. They will speak of the glory of your kingdom. They will give examples of your power. They will tell about your mighty deeds and about the majesty and glory of your reign. For your kingdom is an everlasting kingdom. Your rule throughout or you rule throughout all generations. Do you want to get to know the God in whose image you were created? Spend some time meditating here. Uh, Discover his goodness, his mercy and compassion, his patience and unfailing love, his works and his glory, his mighty deeds and his everlasting kingdom. And the second half of verse 13 through 20 reads like this. The Lord always keeps his promises. He is gracious in all he does. The Lord helps the fallen and lifts those bent beneath their loads. The eyes of all look to you in hope. You give them their food as they need it. When you open your hand, you satisfy the hunger and thirst of every living thing. The Lord is righteous in everything he does. He is filled with kindness. The Lord is close to all who call on him. Yes, to all who call on him in truth. He grants the desires of those who fear him. He hears their cries for help and rescues them. The Lord protects all those who love him, but he destroys the wicked. Oh, add to your list. Add to your list of characteristics of God. Add to your list the wonders of who God is. He is a promise keeper and gracious. He helps the fallen, giving them strength to bear their heavy load. He satisfies. He is filled with kindness and is righteous in everything he does. He is close. He hears our cries. He rescues us and he protects us. Just one of these characteristics would bring glory to our majestic God, but he is all of this. And what is our appropriate response? Verse 21, I will praise the Lord and may everyone on earth bless his holy name forever and ever. 
So what's next? Read Psalm 145. Pray Psalm 145. Slow down. Meditate on these scriptures. Meditate on God and his amazing characteristics. Develop a sense of wonder. Consider all of creation that God spoke into existence and recount his good deeds and miracles. And then while you're in God's word this week, let me know how you're doing. Email me, michelle at michellekneesat.com. You can hop on Twitter or Facebook and let's talk about what you're learning. Now, before I tell you what song will be featured next week, I want to thank the premier Christian music streaming service, theoverflow.com, for pointing their subscribers to this podcast. But more importantly, pointing them to God's word through music. Now, when you subscribe to their trial, you will receive a 10-day series of devotions I wrote based on some of my most popular podcast episodes. So I encourage you to check them out at theoverflow.com. I also want to thank my newest subscribers to my website, like Amy Joe from Mississippi, Grace from Oklahoma, Jay from Virginia, S. Ferg from Mississippi, Eve from Russia, Vikash from India, and Sandy from Kentucky. Welcome. New subscribers to my website will benefit from an email I send once a week. And in that email, you get a weekly memory verse resource to display on your smartphone, tablet, desktop, or you can even print it out. You get an email recap of the week's episode and you get instant access to any of the extra resources that I create for my episodes from time to time. And all of that is just my way of saying thank you for listening. So head over to michellekneesat.com to subscribe today. Now don't miss an episode of my podcast. You, you can subscribe directly in iTunes. While you're there, would you please leave me a written review and a star rating? This not only encourages me, but helps me stay visible to new listeners. And as always, if you take the time to review my podcast, I will take the time to personally thank you right here on the podcast. Well, that's it for this episode of More Than a Song. Next week, I will be using Nothing But the Blood by Jars of Clay to jump into scripture. If you liked this episode, however, would you mind sharing it with others? I've made it really easy. With just one click, you can share via Facebook, Twitter, or email. Just head over to michellekneesat.com forward slash 195. And while you're there, I'd love to hear from you. Click on comment to join the conversation. Until next time, take time to meditate on God's word and consider his ways.